1: Now back to On the Block with Strickland Austin on 93.7 The Ticket
2: and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block. Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you. 3.30 on Mondays. Always reserved for Brian Munson of Husker Online who joins us on our Allo VIP line where they understand the importance of exceptional service. With local heart. Brian Stricky and I were getting excited. We just heard our, our weatherman say we, we've got 70 degrees hey. in November up here. We're pretty hyped about that. What's fall weather like for you down there? It's
1: gorgeous. Um was a little chilly earlier in the week, last week, but uh, warmed up over the weekend. I think we're supposed to get some rain on Thursday. I think it's in the 80s today, which is pretty unseasonably warm, honestly. I was. Hmm. Outside taking a walk in the joggers and regretted that about a half mile through it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of heating up, uh, Carlin Jones' recruitment, you wrote about this in your three and out. Let's start, first of all, with just a reminder of who Carlin Jones is in the Nebraska football recruiting class for people who might not remember.
1: Well, three-star defensive tackle, Bay City, Texas, um, you know, I called him. I think what I call him the Swiss Army knife of, of mm-hmm. defensive line recruits. Uh, he's got this ability. I, you know, basically short of just playing the nose, he could play three technique. He could play five technique, which are, those are kind of the the you know even man fronts. So you are talking four three ish. You know, uh, I think he could play out to a seven uh, if he, if he wanted to play more of a defensive end. I think he could play a four um in a in a in an odd front you know playing defensive end and that's why ohio state likes him. ohio mm-hmm. state basically said like look we we've, we've got defensive line or defensive end spots open now The the good news here for nebraska fans and i'm not sure this has really been reported anywhere and i've been um been away from the board a little bit here and i need to get back on there but i don't think he can make the trip to ohio state this weekend uh as what he had originally had expected to so he's you know, they're in the playoffs. Bay city is in the playoffs. So I don't, I think it'd be very difficult. It's always difficult to get out of Texas to get to, to Lincoln, you know, for a game. Uh, imagine getting out, you know, South of Houston, you know, and you got to drive to, you know, Bush airport or hobby airport in Houston to get out to get to Columbus. Um, it, it, that would not be an easy scenario. I think it'd be very difficult to do even for like a two thirty start, but he can't get out the night before maybe like what they were thinking was going to happen. Uh, maybe it doesn't seem like maybe necessarily we're counting on getting into the playoffs, but they are in the playoffs now. And I don't think that that's going to be a situation that's going to allow him to get to Ohio state this weekend. So, and I think the thing to remember here guys is that, you know, I, I think that there's multiple spots that Ohio state has open in the classic. There's two, and it seems like Ohio state's kind of dialed into three defensive linemen. Um, and you know, just Jones is one of those three. So Maybe as numbers or as fate would have it, maybe this thing plays out for itself. Uh, but we'll have to see how it goes. But I don't think he can take that trip to Ohio State this weekend like he originally intended to.
2: Is Ohio State one of those schools that recruits You know, might make an exception for not having to make a trip just because they, they know just how good Ohio State is? Or even at some of those upper-tier playoff-level programs, do the vast, vast majority of recruits feel like they need to get eyes on a campus and a team in a locker room before they're willing to you know, sign their, their, uh, NOI there.
1: No, I, I I get that. Um, I I think the part to remember here about Carlin Jones is that he's happy with Nebraska. I think he was, uh, very excited about getting up to Nebraska and being part of, you know, all that, all the articles that have been, that have been written, you know, and and talked about with Prince will and, and Cameron and, all the other young defensive linemen, the movement, you know, essentially of Tony White's defense, you know, the that, that having that ability to kind of get on campus and and look past, you know, that age aspect and really look at ability, you know, and and look at and look at kind of that organic growth and, and what they try what they're trying to do with development in inside the program. I think that really had Carlin Jones, you know, hook, line and sinker. Um I I think for that maybe one of the biggest reasons right there it wouldn't ever come down to a situation that hands down Ohio State is just flat out a better scenario than Nebraska for him. I, I think he's you know he's he basically has told the Nebraska staff I've got to take this trip. I'm remaining committed to Nebraska, uh but I have to go see what the Buckeyes are all about. I I think that is a very different statement and a way of handling the process versus like what Kiwan Lacey did Mm -hmm. from Lancaster and Lacey just decided I'm decommitting and I'm going to go about doing my business this way. I think that that's just kind of a way to, to, to make, make sure Nebraska knows to kind of go ahead and move on. And, And Carlin Jones in that way is also, I think being very true to Nebraska saying, i i really do like it there i i have to go check this out i have to do it to make sure i'm I'm making the right decision and, and matt rule has a very good policy on that just not trying to you think twist guys arms to get them to come to campus there in nebraska and come to be corn huskers you shouldn't have to do that for for any of your players they they should want to come there of their own you know, of their own um uh desires but that's uh I, I think, though, that there's still a need for Carlin Jones to, to go through basically the evaluation process of Ohio State, even though I think what you said makes a lot of sense, just where that program is at, the success that they have had. Uh, I think that's, that's very tough to compete with at face value. But I think Carlin Jones uh, sees, him, sees himself at Lincoln, at least saw himself even there before the, Oklahoma, the Ohio State offer, excuse me. And that's what makes it very difficult now to kind of Kind of break into this new. I got to go take a look at it thing because I think he was just he was all in, you know, and and ready to be a Cornhusker.
2: What we're seeing with this staff, especially Brian, is that they're early on guys. They're not afraid to be early on guys like a Carlin yep. Jones, um, Kawan Lacey, plenty of others <laughs> in even their first recruiting class. Make offers that other coaches might not be comfortable in, and maybe in you know previous day and age where you know and you're you're three and out on uh, Husker Online that when classes were limited to 25 maybe that's not as big a deal but college recruiting right. has changed so how does what what's your prescription for Nebraska to continue being first and early to be able to hold on to these guys when other schools might catch on well you have
1: to well so the good news is is that i think nebraska is on to something when it comes to their evaluations they they seem to have found Guys that later on other schools, you know, weren't as quick or uh, to covet or to you know regard as highly as what Nebraska did. That's good and bad. Obviously, Nebraska mm-hmm. is putting them on the uh, the map, so to speak. Um, Nebraska is out there, you know, building a relationship, kind of cementing their name into the recruiting class. And then a school, you know, like Alabama comes in and offers your running back commitment, or Ohio State comes in and offers your defensive line commitment. That. That The way to get around that, obviously, is through having success. You, mm. you, you give the, the players a lot less to think about when you're going about doing business and you're having you know similar type of success or you're having that trajectory of having that type of success. I, I think where Nebraska is just kind of at right now, it's just they're not there, obviously, on that national level to go out there and, and say that you know in the same breath uh, as, as Ohio State and, or, and Alabama which are been comp- both those programs have been completely synonymous with the college football playoff and and I think that that's where it really kind of starts you know you can you can you can look back through the years and and just you'll see those guys over and over again when it comes to the playoffs so Nebraska needs to be successful and I think that you know if they continue to, to identify that that type of player that that seems to you know take off and maybe is a better playing player than what the ratings and the rankings kind of identify earlier on in the process. I think the advantage that Nebraska has by doing that obviously is that they show a huge vote of confidence. They have a chance to build a relationship with that guy, you know, much longer and 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 I think the way that Nebraska goes about doing their business where it's just not just recruiting the player, they recruit the family, they recruit the high school head coach, they recruit the brothers and the sisters, and they go about doing this in, in just kind of a more all-inclusive way. You're all coming along. You're all going to experience this tremendous ride. It's going to go through, obviously, through the recruit, but they're built. They're bringing them all into the family. I think that that part still has this in, in, incredible value. I think it's one of the reasons why, obviously, Carlin Jones can still see himself as a Cornhusker despite the Ohio State offer. But I think it's just one of those things to kind of then be the next step to to kind of holding on to these recruits and not giving them more to think
0: about. Every time, and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
1: Go into those situations and 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 be better about you know showing competitiveness and and being able to make it to Big Ten Conference championship games. And and obviously, I don't think anybody really considered the idea that nebraska would be one way against bull eligibility in year one under Matt rule i think he's a year or two ahead but i think that that still puts them you know a little bit behind the gun here and trying to hold on to some guys that have tremendous senior seasons that aren't you know backyard guys This night, this guy's not growing up down you know interstate 80 he's not living in omaha he's not out in western or central nebraska he's he's south you know he's south of houston and, and I think that that's, that's difficult just because you don't have kind of that that tie to the player necessarily geographically. And I think Ohio State, obviously, they dip in anywhere they want to go into, mm-hmm. go into because they have just had that ability to do that nationwide for a longer time under Urban Meyer going into Ryan Day. So they, they have that ability to do that kind of thing right now that just Nebraska can't do because they've had success.
2: We're talking with Brian Munson of Husker Online. Read his work. It. It's on 3.com, Husker Online, the Nebraska vertical for that. Brian, at the end of your write-up about Carlin Jones, uh, one of the senses that stood out to me is you said, this is what Rule is having to repair in the big picture. Win prettier, compete for conference championships, and get to bowl games. It's win prettier that immediately jumped off the stage to me. I think there's one school of thought that would say, just win, doesn't matter how it looks, yeah. um, especially in a, a Big Ten West, but the, the division's going away, it might change that. I don't think the other school of thought is necessarily competing against it where you know it has to look at aesthetically pleasing in terms of recruiting, but I think it's fair to say that recruits want to win. They probably don't care how it looks, especially if they're all the way bought into the school, but that by winning prettier, you're probably able to attract a different caliber of recruit. Is that fair to say?
1: That's a total fair statement. I mean, I think that what you get by wins and wins alone and a commitment to guys that are within the state's boundary, which which within the state's borders, neighboring states. I think that you can get those. Folks that are a little bit more familiar Nebraska historically and maybe what they're going through currently within their situation, I think that you can get those types of players right now based on how well they're doing, what Matt Rule is saying, how they're going about doing their business, the fact that they are ahead but when you're you know you're clawing and scraping out those wins it, it isn't aesthetically pleasing there's not numbers offensively that jump off the the charts at you the defense clearly does but i think that we would all agree you know that that things in that area seem to be way ahead of schedule but they're keeping nebraska very very competitive but you want to have that balance you want to have something that you can kind of go back and point to out on film and say look at these things that we're doing on the football field and I think that you can they can do that in certain parts of their game, and I think that there's flashes on both sides of the football. But you know you're not getting that kind of you know you don't have the success to put you into a top 25. So you have to then prove that you're going out there and and you're winning these football games, and that's what's really gonna that's and in, in winning those games you know with a little bit of ease and and a little bit more style. As opposed to you know trying not to lose the game late in the fourth quarter, like and that's what I think Nebraska fans have just they're still kind of coming out of that shell a little bit. They're still kind of coming out of you know Nebraska is going to find a way or has to has to avoid losing this game despite being up ten you know nine ten twelve points going into the fourth quarter and just never feeling like it's in the bag. And I, I do agree with what Matt Rolls said. I, I think that you know it's it's moved from. Nebraska can't win close games late. To they're winning now games, uh, not pretty, uh, a little bit ugly, and, and the criticism that goes along with it. I, I think as a fan that there's one there's one lens, and I think as a recruit there's another. Mm. That recruit that's that's another, particularly if if they got offers from Ohio State and Texas A&M and Alabama. It's a little bit harder, I think, to kind of put all those things together and make and say that a win is a win and it's completely and always equal when it's really not.
2: I think it's interesting as we look at both high school recruiting and even the transfer portal, Brian, to say this is what Nebraska needs in this class. this is where Nebraska needs to improve on next year's team. It's one thing to to have a need or have a deficiency. It's another to fill it. So well, like yeah. you said, you know, winning is important there has to be mutual interest. It's, it can't just be Nebraska has a need, Nebraska, and Matt Rule, his staff snapped their fingers, the difference makers on campus. You have right. to make it a, des- a desirable situation for them to walk into.
1: No, absolutely. I think that that's been, I think that you, you know, you kind of saw that when Nebraska and Matt Rule were bringing in some of those, some of those really big time recruits at the first junior day and then into the spring game. And, I think that you could sell that opportunity. I think that you could sell, you know, the fact that most of those guys, if not all those guys would, would have had a a complete and open path to, we're going to get you on the football field. If not start very early on in your career, that to a lot of people is maybe all that you ever had to say to kind of get them to be interested. However, uh, going back to you know the, the lack of success, maybe maybe just where Nebraska is kind of at in the landscape of college football at the moment. Um, they're not you know in the classification of Oregon. They're not Texas. They're not Ole Miss. They're not Alabama. You know they haven't. They're 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 still waiting to kind of crack into that top twenty-five, waiting for that opportunity to to show a little bit more um, consistency and and basically to kind of. Prove that what you what you're dealing with right now in Nebraska is just it's not just this kind of moment in time where they've had a couple of opportunistic games to kind of go out there and get some wins, but they can they can string them together, you know, beyond just the month of October. So I I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that the opportunity Nebraska can absolutely sell that they've been they've been they should be telling that to all their recruits. The problem is there's got to be a reciprocating you know kind of opinion about about wanting to go be a starter at the University of Nebraska versus wanting to go be part of a better program at that point in time. They have to kind of understand that there's there's that they're trending that way and Nebraska has to, I think, to give a little bit better view of of trending that way before they can get some of those players to come and find their way to Lincoln.
2: Last thing for you, Brian, also in your uh, your weekly three and out running back. You mentioned Kwan Lacey at the very start of the segment. Don't give your whole list away, but if you had one or two favorites that you think Nebraska should be targeting at that running back position in this 2024 class, where have your eyes and mind taken you?
1: oh boy you're gonna do it to me
2: aren't you um if you don't want to you can you can you can decline I'm no, just asking I have no, no, to ask. no. I
1: mean um and I think my board is you know some somewhat changed I, I, there's a guy that's not even on my list anymore that I think I would put on the list and say I'm pretty impressed by him and I think Nebraska is starting to finally reach out to him a little bit but his name is, is JT Bronow uh he is a running back out of Florida um I think it's Winter Garden Florida in fact Huge statistics. I think he's averaging like 15 or 17 yards a carry. Um, It's 10, 6, 500 meter guy, so kind of fits the box. You know, when you start talking to what Matt Rule is looking for out of that position, he has an ability to kind of do things, you know, in all the different spaces, of course, like Lacey was able to do. Like Lacey was supposed to do kickoff, punt return, he's supposed to do slot receiver, outside receiver, and running back. I think JT could do the same exact thing for Nebraska. I I think the month of November is going to be very, very interesting to see some things and how things are going to kind of move, you know, uh, going forward. You know, the, the the interesting but sad part about it is one of the guys who I really like on that list, Teron Pettaway out of Manor, Texas, uh, who played with Prince Will before don't, don't think that that's going to be a real viable target for Nebraska anymore it's, it does appear like maybe there's some academic questions around him a little bit so maybe maybe one guy that Nebraska fans need to forget about for now but a very productive tailback but I, I like JT and uh, we'll see where things go going forward.
2: There he is Brian Munson of Husker Online with us as always on our Aloe VIP line. Brian keep those shorts out a little longer joggers are nice but keep the shorts out you can do it. <laughs>
1: I was just I, I was just moving on into the fall wardrobe, man. I'll gladly slip back into the shorts. But, yes, I, I need to do that for a little while longer as I'm heading back outside to get some of this nice weather.
2: Take advantage of it, Brian. As always, we appreciate your time. Be good, guys. We'll see you. There he is, Brian Munson, with us on our Allo VIP line, brought to you, of course, by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service With local heart. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Austin Norman. We got Jay Foreman waiting in the wings right outside. We'll bring him in. We'll cross it over with the old school crew to wrap up on the block next.
0: Say goodbye